Hey there, sister friend. I have a huge favor to ask of you. If you have been a listener for two or three episodes now, and we've been hanging out right up in here any number of weeks or perhaps even months, girl, have you left a written review for this podcast yet? This is something that truly lights my heart up. Every time I see your comments and what you guys think of this show and your favorite episodes and which ones have inspired you or supported you on your journey or perhaps even changed your heart or helped you reframe a situation in some way in your life, then I'm going to ask a huge favor of you right now. If you have not done so yet, will you please press pause on this episode and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the Apple podcast app and leave a quick review of this show and how it's impacted you. I would love to hear from you. And if you want to do me one more favor, take a screenshot of this episode and post up in your stories on Instagram or even share it on Facebook. Sister, this is the best and only way that I know that this show is touching your heart. And let's be real. It's what keeps me going and keeps me excited about showing up for you week after week after week. I know that we're all busy, but if you can do this for me, that will bless me more than you know. I can't thank you enough. All right, now let's get on with the show. Hey, sweet sister. Welcome to the Shine with Franny show. I'm Franny and I'm on a mission to help you become stronger, healthier, and more confident using God's word so you can live fully, freely, and fearlessly. I'm committed to bringing you edutaining stories, which is my way of saying I'm going to make you laugh a little and learn a little something at the same time with the hope that you will be encouraged and strengthened to kung fu kick that darn devil right in the crotch and let him know his rightful place in your life. Girl, he is not the boss of you. So let's claim your freedom and walk in it. All right, sweet sister, you are in the right place if you're also under construction and you need a little extra Jesus and joy in your world every day. I believe that God has a special message for you today. It's about to get hot up in here, so let's go. Hey, sweet sister friend. Welcome back to the Shine with Franny show. So glad you're here today. We've got some good stuff and very timely in terms of the holiday season that we are embarking upon. All right, now y'all know that I am gainfully single, okay? And and if you didn't, uh, newsflash, I am. I've been engaged. Um, I've had some long-term relationships and fast forward, even in my late thirties, I actually entered into an extramarital affair with a married man. We won't get into all that. If you are new to the show, please no judgments. Um, there are several uh, episodes where I address this. So you'll have to just kind of listen to some of them. Um, and I dive into how my eating disorder just matured with me and led me to my extramarital affair. I don't do anything small y'all. You go big or you go home. Okay. So Many of my friends, though, of course, like joke around that I'm very, you know, kind of picky, if you will, and that I have too many rules, too many criteria for dating. And you know what, y'all? I will admit that's true because I'm 46 and I'm not just settling for anyone or anything, okay? Like I have this one rule that like I won't call a guy first and I wait for them to ask me for my number. number. I won't initiate the text first. It's like all these crazy online dating websites where they're like, let the woman make their first move. Uh, Not for me. Okay. Like I want that man to pursue me just like Christ pursues the church. Like I'm going all traditional biblical marriage up in here, even though I'm a very strong willed, powerful woman. Okay. So one of my criteria and one of my kind of air quote rules that I have is that I won't go out to eat on a first date. All right. Now hear me out, sister friend. It's uncomfortable to sit there and look someone literally in the eyes for like an hour and a half. And then you have like the who pays for the bill and if it's not going well and like, it's just awkward. And let's just be real. 
I'm a member of the Clean Plate Club, and I'm not one of those girls who's like, oh, please, I'll just have a salad. Like, oh, give me an iceberg wedge. No, 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 no. I want the iceberg wedge and I want the plate, you know, the petite filet mignon. Okay? Like, I want the little wedge as a appetizer to start us off here. So I feel like going out to dinner for a first date could be a little bit tricky. And I will also admit, a little confession time that I've actually left some dates before appetizers have arrived (laughs) and actually before the check has arrived where I'm like, this is just not going well. Like you're a joker and I'm out. Okay. That also probably gives you a little bit of glimmer into my level of commitment and my fear of commitment there. But some of them have just been so painful and I just refuse to sit there and wait until the entree comes and then, you know, for the bill and all that. So, you know, it's even more intimate when you're invited to someone's house. Okay, like I even had a guy for a first date, he wanted me to, he invited me over to his house and he's like, oh, I'll cook for you. And I was like, um, no, not only am I coming to your house and you're cooking for me, like, what if you poison me? What if you put a roofie? Okay, this is like a Hallmark movie waiting to happen. Or maybe, I don't know, a Lifetime movie, maybe more so than a Hallmark movie. But I'm like, I am not coming to your house. What if you lock me in there? What if you have a pit bull? Like, I don't know. What if you don't color code your spices or something or alphabetize them? Like, I'm just not coming. So I have some of these rules because I feel like, you know, once you go to dinner, like you're committed, like you're in it to win it that mo- at that moment. Is anyone else with me? Are you tracking with me here? Okay. But as I think about this and think about going to, you know, someone's house for Thanksgiving, someone's house for the new year, someone's house for a holiday party and things like that, like there's a level of like connection, like you're going into their house. And I think about Jesus and let's think about all the times in the Bible where we see Jesus having dinner, breaking bread, if you will, with people. You know, we know, of course, in, you know, Matthew's house, he would oftentimes go to Matthew's and that's where he was cavorting with tax collectors and sinners. And the Pharisees were like, why are you having dinner with them? And he's like, well, Jesus came, you know, I came so that people could be healed, right? The doctor goes to the sick, he says. And then you think about little Zacchaeus. Oh, little Zac, that little man hiding up there in the tree. He was a sinful tax collector. And Jesus says, hey, Zac, come on down here, buddy. I'm coming to your house for dinner. Like there is a level of intimacy when he is inviting himself into your home. And then we think, I love in Revelation 3.20, we think about when he says, look, I stand at the door and I knock. And if you hear my voice and you let me in, I will come in. But I love that because he will stand there and he will knock all day long, but he will wait until you invite him in. And he says, I will then share a meal together with you. We will share a meal together. And of course, I love Psalm 23. Now that is not necessarily where Jesus is referenced, but we know that David um, is kind of pointing to, you know, the predecessor to Jesus. And it says, I prepare a table before you in the presence of my enemies. Now, as we think about this holiday season, y'all, I did a podcast. I shared that sometimes your enemies are actually bitterness, shame, guilt, anger, stress. There's so much that we bring with us every single day and especially to our eating patterns, behaviors, and disciplines. Now, for some of us, it actually might be a family member. Maybe you've got that crazy aunt who's always saying the wrong thing, or maybe you have somebody, you know, who has said something before or always says just the wrong thing to you. Or I don't know about it, this is you, but for me, I oftentimes will resort back to my childhood behaviors of overeating and indulging because I'm back in that same setting, especially if it's like at my grandmother's house or something. My mom now lives in my grandmother's house. So I tend to 
to go back into those same places. And then I go back into the same patterns. And let's just not forget the Last Supper. Okay, when Jesus is literally there with all of the disciples and he's like, look, we're going to break bread because um, this is the last time we'll be doing this together. And he says, do this in remembrance of me. So having dinner is a very intimate connection. And having, especially in someone's home, which we know that happened back in the day, in Jesus's day, it is a very intimate connection. And so I ask you, sister friend, as you go about this holiday season, I want to ask you, have you invited Jesus into your dinner and your dining experiences? Have you invited him to come and sit at the table with you? Have, has he knocked on the door and have you invited him to come in and sit? Because I don't know about all y'all, but I go into someone's house and I'm like, pass the rolls, pass the stuffing, pass the yams, pass the pumpkin pie. Okay, let's get this party started. And Jesus is like, how about we just slow it down a notch? How about we practice being Mary and not Martha? How about we just enjoy one another's company? How about we just sit here together? And I don't know about you, but that can be very uncomfortable. Slowing down the pace. Like literally, I think I know some people who cook for like three days and then literally in like 30 minutes, the dinner is gone. And then of course you have to clean up and all the shenanigans. But Jesus is inviting us this holiday season to slow down and to have an encounter with him to experience him, to let us love up on him and let him love up on us. Oftentimes the holidays bring, as we mentioned earlier, some, you know, bitterness or anger, resentment, a lot of emotions. And I don't know about you, but a lot of times too, it brings some stress. Does the centerpiece look right? Is all the table set correctly? You know, do I have the right gifts? And, you know, is my mother-in-law going to say something again? You know, we go into some of these thought patterns that causes anxiety and stress. And they don't really need to have to happen. But one thing we do know about stress is that it jacks up our cortisol level. And then of course our bodies go into fight or flight. And so if you're stressed preparing your meal, if you're stressed sitting down to eat that meal because you're like, I just can't get anything right. The potatoes are burnt. Oh my gosh, the turkey's not done or you know it's overcooked or whatever it is, right? If we go into it with stress, and not just like laughing off like, ah, we'll have another turkey next year. Okay, let's call honey baked ham, <laughs> right? If you go into with such a level of stress, desiring perfectionism, or even just focused on all of the other things besides the bounty of blessings that are sitting before you, and I'm not just talking about the food and the cornucopia of the, you know, the pilgrims and the um, Indians. Am I even allowed to say that? Forgive me if I've just offended anyone. Um... But when we think about our level of stress that we oftentimes will bring to a dinner table, we're not allowing ourselves to sit and enjoy and just slow down and invite Jesus into our moments, into our experiences. So sister friend, this holiday season, I am encouraging you to slow down, look around, see Jesus, see him in the people that are sitting there. See him in the provision that he's placed upon the table. See him in the fact that you are hosting, you know, a holiday in your house, or perhaps you're going to someone else's house and that you have friends and loved ones to celebrate with, or that you have a home and electricity and an oven and a refrigerator. Let's focus on the blessings and the bountiful blessings that he's given us this holiday season. Let's focus on just his mere presence and maybe not the presents that are sitting under the tree this year. 
And let's focus on the fact that he has already died and risen to give us everything that we could ever need. So no matter what is on your place, you know, on your placemats this year or on your table setting or no matter what is under your tree, the thing that I'm going to invite you to is to look around and experience Jesus. Have that encounter with him. Visualize yourself sitting with him at Matthew's house at the table with tax collectors and sinners. Visualize yourself walking with him down the road and seeing Zacchaeus hiding up in the tree, ashamed, because he, of course, had been very sinful in what he was doing by collecting all the tax money. Visualize yourself in that upper room with the disciples at the Last Supper. Visualize yourself as David saying, Lord, I thank you that you've prepared this table before me, that you've anointed my head with oil, that my cup overflows, that I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Mercy and goodness are following me right here. I totally just botched up Psalm 23, so you're going to need to go back to that. I do know it all in its entirety, (laughs) but I kind of just went and kind of just uh, popped around there with that. Allow yourself to dive into Revelation 3.20 and say, okay, God, I know that you're standing here knocking at the door. I'm inviting you in. I hear your voice, Lord. I hear you saying to slow down. I hear you saying that you want to sit and just have that, you know, eye-to-eye contact with me, that face-to-face connection with me. And you want me to slow down and not just inhale my food. Y'all, I am like a Dyson vacuum cleaner. I sit down and within 20 minutes, I am done. And especially because I live by myself, I could even do it in 10 Let's just be real. I could probably do it in seven. Okay. And not that there's any kind of contest here. And I'm certainly not wearing a badge of honor for that. That's an embarrassment. But it's just a reminder to slow down, focus on him and allow him to be that date. I started off this whole entire episode talking about how I won't go out to dinner with someone on a first date because I'm like, it's just awkward. Allowing Jesus to make it comfortable, allowing that awkward silence of just like, Lord, what do you want to say to me at this dinner table? Lord, right now I'm feeling X, Y, and Z, and I'm asking that you just come and you sit with me and you remind me of the love you have for me. You remind me of how much I am loved. Looking around at this table, I look at all the people who love me, just constantly reminding yourself, constantly affirming what his word says. Because sister friend, that is the essence of how God speaks to us. That is the essence of where we find out what his truth says about us. Where our identity comes from is from the word, not from the world. So sister friend, this is what I'm inviting to you, inviting you to pardon me this holiday season. Look around your dinner table. See who's there. Do you see Jesus? Look on the table. Do you see his provision that's there before you? And look inside. Lord, what is it that you're, that you're revealing about myself to me? Do I see you in me? And allow yourself to sit with Jesus, be in his presence, and enjoy his presence. Allowing him to love up on you so that you can slow down, enjoy the meal, and not let stress, worry, shame, anxiety, all those behaviors of your past, not letting those be a part of where you are right this very minute. Sister friend, I pray that this blesses you. I know it was a short and quick one today, and that is my highest hope and prayer is to try to minimize some of the time on these because I know your lives are very full, very busy, and I still want to be able to provide you with some very valuable content so that you have take very practical takeaways and applications so that you can learn and you can live 
fully and freely and fearlessly the way that he has called us to. All right, sweet sister, if this blessed you, thank you so much. I always love hearing from you. Please share it with someone else because my highest hope and prayer is that it blesses you as well as someone you know. All right, until next time, sweet sister, keep on shining.